welcome to episode 9 of The Research Field, the podcast from Chagas for everyone interested in agriculture, crops, the environment, food, horticulture, forestry and rural development research in Ireland. Presented by me, science journalist Sean Duke and produced with Katrina Boyle, science communication and outreach officer at Chagosk. The bioeconomy is defined by the European Commission, for those of us who may not be 100% sure, as the production of renewable biological resources and the conversion of these resources and waste streams into value-added products such as food, feed, bio-based products and bioenergy. A key researcher involved in driving the bioeconomy in Ireland is Maeve Henshin of the Chagas Rural Economy and Development Programme at Ashtown and the BioOrbic Bioeconomy Science Foundation Ireland Research Centre. Maeve's work includes the identification of specific areas of priorities for the development of Ireland's bioeconomy going forward and I discussed these when I met her back in January out at Ashtown. When I spoke to Maeve, it was a bright cold day, blustery wind, and the sound of machinery can be heard at times in the background. She began by discussing her work on the public acceptance of biofuels. So what we're trying to do um, is try to explore what can people understand by the term bioeconomy? How might they accept uh, the the, um, developments that arise from the bioeconomy? And what might cause kind of barriers? practical example there would be in relation to to biofuels for example so if we're trying to develop biofuels and which which are more environmentally friendly and can help our greenhouse gas emissions and our carbon commitments uh, we have to think about how might consumers accept that but we also have to go back along the chain and think about the infrastructure that would need to be put into place we have to think about uh, the people who are producing the cars would they have any problems with it so we have to think about who would be involved in this future development pathway what concerns might they have and then we have to see how can we design policies that can help to support implementation of this potential pathway for Ireland in the future. Now I suppose I need to roll back a little bit in terms of looking at biofuels. Um, One of the projects we had a number of years ago was looking at potential value chains that we could um, follow through in the future and we can't just decide to go down a particular route without really I suppose looking at what are our sources of competitive advantage in Ireland, where do we have particular uh, technical expertise and where could there be viable markets into the future and we had a scoping study around that called BioERA and we worked with the Department of the Taoiseach to help to develop the National Bioeconomy Policy Statement and that helped to identify priority value chains for us in the future, going into the future. So what are some of our priorities? Well a lot of our priorities would be about looking at some of our what we call co-processing streams. So when we produce, say, an animal, for example, for slaughter, only about 50% of that is meat. So what can we do with the rest of it? So at the moment, we've been fortunate in that there are a lot of opportunities in China to sell offal, you know, tongues and things like that that we might not eat so much of here in Europe. But there are also a lot of opportunities to add value to products such as blood. Um, so we are looking at, there's a lot of research going on here in Ashton to look to add value to that. And some of the things I'm doing is looking at some of the, the 
potential products that could be um, arising from blood, not just from a food or animal feed context, but also potentially in the high value uh, pharmaceutical industry as well, or the cosmetics industry. That's fascinating. Would some of this material have gone to waste in the past then? It would not, it not only would it have been waste, it would have incurred a significant cost to the industry to dispose of um, because blood is a very, has a, what's called a high biological oxygen demand. So you can't just pour it into you know, a water stream because it would be a very um, dangerous environmental contaminant. So it would have incurred significant cost to industry to dispose of such types of co-processing streams in the past. That's wonderful. So you turn something that was a, a downside to an upside. Absolutely. And that's, that's the idea of the bioeconomy. What we're trying to do is use better what we're using already and use what we're not already using in, in a productive way so the blood is one example but I suppose another thing that we're looking at in relation to the bioeconomy and I had prior to this uh, interview we had some discussion about a recent trip to New Zealand um, grass as you know grows very well in Ireland thanks to our, our lovely climate here our beautiful climate, <laughs> our beautiful climate. But uh, and grass is very good uh, feed for, for ruminants so our cattle and our uh, cattle uh, for producing meat and dairy products but it also can be used in other ways as well and if, and we, we, will, we will have to continue to um, use grass to feed our, our cattle and our, our, for beef and dairy but we can also look at grass as a crop uh, for other uses, um, some work that went on in Chagas a number of decades ago looked at it, looked at um, separating the liquid fraction from the, 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 the solid fraction in grass, looked at it in terms of um, an added value um, feed for monogastrics. So feed for pigs and poultry has a higher value than feed for ruminants. So we can actually upgrade grass um, through a, 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 a processing to become a monogastric feed which is higher value we can also potentially look at it as a feed for for humans and we can also um, look at put um, developing what are called probiotics and other bioactive materials grass for, for animal health grass for humans it's not beyond the, the realms of possibility uh, will there be enough grass to go around if we have all of these different types of grass being developed yeah well that, there's some research by my colleagues in the chagas center in grange has identified that we can produce enough grass in ireland to feed our uh, to meet the the target set by the food uh, food harvest strategy to feed our, our um, cows and our cattle and that we can also have enough grass left over to do other activities with it as well and within Chagas we have our grass 10 program which is looking to increase uh, grass production um, at farm level so if, if, if every acre produced a 10 tonnes of grass that was or utilised 10, 10 tonnes of grass uh, we would have a very significant uh, industry potential. That sounds wonderful because we're also I presume meeting our uh, climate goals as well as doing all these efficient things or new ways of doing things. Yes but I suppose again going back to trade-offs we have to be very conscious of if we're going to produce more grass does that mean we're going to put on more nitrogen fertiliser and what are the implications of that so I think we always have to think about you know the, the implications of what we're doing on the, the bigger the the wider system and make sure that we're not you know driving ahead to have benefits on one hand that are creating negative um, uh, consequences on the other hand so the, the life cycle approach is something that's gaining favor and uh, probably something we need to be looking at a little bit more in this regard so it sounds like to me that you go around to Europe and New Zealand these places you see what's happening you bring back some of the expertise you see and you apply it to the Irish situation where it's appropriate 
Yeah, well, I suppose that's what Chagask is doing. And we had a technology foresight a number of years ago where we did that as well. So, you know, and going back to the Chagask Act, which established the organisation in 1987, I think, you know, it's not just about us doing research in Chagask. It's also very much being aware of what's happening internationally and trying to see if we can bring that back to Ireland. So I think, you know, Chagask is a... Chagask and I suppose people within Ireland generally are outward looking and I think we've to continue to do that and there's no point in us reinventing the wheel. Absolutely. Listen Maeve, thank you very much for that. That's very interesting. Thanks. Thank you very much Sean. That's all for this episode. As ever we'd be delighted to get your feedback, suggestions or comments. If you'd like to get in touch please email me, Sean Duke, presenter of the research field at seanceduke at gmail.com If you'd like to support the show, then please rate and review it on the iTunes podcast platform. The podcast is also available on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts and Radio Public. I'd like to now wish you all good health until next week when you'll hear from Oliver Sheridan about the commercial development of our native birch trees. Until then, goodbye from all of us here at the Research Field.